Welcome to Total Health Transformation Podcast, hosted by Dr. Danny Scarhill. Dr. Danny is a doctor of chiropractic, an author, speaker, and trainer. And on the THT Podcast, he interviews other health experts to glean further insights that will help you achieve total health transformation. Welcome to the Total Health Transformation Podcast. My name is Dr. Danny Scarhill, the founder of dannyscarhill.com, the author of Total Health Transformation, the proven system to unlock limitless energy, motivation, and health, and the creator of the Total Health Transformation programs. Let's get straight into it on this episode. Welcome to this episode of the THT Podcast. We've got another fantastic guest for you, Scott Tuzanon. And Scott is a physique coach with 20 plus years experience and the owner of jackedafter40.com. Scott takes great pride in helping men over 40 gain the confidence, vitality, and respect that comes from the living in the prime of life with ripped abs and biceps that stretch your sleeves. Welcome to the THC podcast. Scott, how are you doing, mate? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, have a great conversation with you today. Excellent. Look forward to it, mate. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get started and get to where you are today? Uh, well, I always had a passion for fitness, always athletic, always into sports, started weight training about the age of 13. And um, I recall, clearly recall talking with one of my buddies who had come over, trained with me in my parents' basement and uh, telling him that one of my goals when I grew up would be to own my own health club one day. So I always kind of knew my, my, my passions were leading in that direction. Um, so after high school, moved on to university where I studied kinesiology, um, got an, a degree with uh, honors in movement science and immediately out of there, started working for a health club as a personal trainer. I was there for a year before I opened up my own health club. And so kind of fulfilled my, my dream, that vision for myself uh, from a young, early age. But uh, the, the vision didn't turn out exactly the way I expected it to me. I, I thought it would be freedom and fun. Uh, and a lot of it was just on me for, for not setting things up properly, but ran that for about three years as it ran me into the ground and, uh, ended up closing that, taking all my clients, um, and turning my business into a mobile business where I trained them in their own homes. And as I was doing that, I started learning about, um, training clients online and online training. And uh, so was it long after that where I kind of graduated, uh, gradually moved, transitioned my business to fully online. I only train one client in person right now, do the odd little session here and there. Uh, but yeah, now, nowadays for the past little while, I've just been coaching clients remotely around the world from my home. And uh, it's been a blast. It's been a journey and got to thank God for technology because it's been fantastic. Good stuff. So when you've been learning about health, um, using yourself as your own guinea pig over time, like most of us do or did. Uh, what were the big lessons that you learned from any failures that you experienced that time? Ah, oh, man, there's, I, I think this, the beauty of it all is it's uh, where I am today is because a lot of those, those failures and experiences and definitely using myself as my own guinea pig. Uh, life wasn't always, uh, it wasn't a smooth ride for me. And, and a lot of my big challenges came from uh, that time when I did own the health club. You think owning a health club, you have access to the equipment right there. It'd be easy for you to work out anytime you want, but no, it's like the business was too demanding for me. I didn't have time to work out. Um, 
and I wasn't taking care of my health. I was stressed like crazy. It really, it really did run me into the ground. Um, and I ended up gaining 50 pounds of fat during that three years that, uh, that I owned the business. That was in my early to mid twenties. So here I went my entire life being lean, fit, having abs, to just not being congruent with, with who I am, to, to bending down to tying my shoes and feeling out of breath and sitting down and feeling, see that roll of fat hang over my pants. And it just, uh, it was, it was tough on me psychologically for sure. Um, and so it was, it's kind of like my, my late twenties and early thirties. I spent a good time trying to get that 50 pounds off and I've never had to do that before. I was like, as a teenager and even my early 20s, I could eat whatever the heck I wanted and I felt like I could and, and not gain any weight and I never had to lose weight. So here I was trying to, struggling to lose weight, going through the same challenges of being really good for a few days, falling off the wagon, being good for maybe a week and then falling off the wagon. A lot of struggles, a lot of uh, just mental justification in my head. Um, like a lot, of, a lot of self-talk where I'd be, all right, I've been great for three days in a row here. I deserve this treat right now. Or, and one treat is like, starts turning in. I couldn't just have two or three cookies. I ended up eating the whole bag and telling myself, you know what, I'll just start again tomorrow or I'll start again Monday. So the biggest lesson from years of going through that kind of process there, and here I am someone who, I mean, I'm educated in this. This is my entire background. This is what I'm helping people, coaching them through. And I couldn't do it myself. It was, it was a, it was, it was a real kick in the butt for me to be experiencing that. So what basically a lot of it came down to just one day catching myself in the mirror, the side profile, and just thinking to myself, enough is enough. I've got to get my shit together. I can't be going through this groundhog day over and over again. So what I did at that point was just grabbed a sheet of paper, drew a line down it and wrote every excuse I had. Um, all those justifications that would go through my mind when I'd find myself going off my diet plan and, and coming up with a response for it um, to really like kind of over have a counter argument. So if I tell myself, ah, so I can start again tomorrow. I'm like, I'd have to have a counter, counter argument that well, you've been doing this for the past like eight to 10 years. That's not going to get you anywhere. You got to, you got to buckle yourself down right now and find out and, and remind yourself of what is important, gaining your confidence, gaining your pride. Um, and I had set a goal for myself. This was at the age of 35. I set a goal for myself for my 36th birthday. I'm going to have six pack abs again. So there's, there was that, that time commitment, having that deadline in place. And then I made it public. I posted on Facebook, everyone following me. I showed my, I shared my before picture, which a lot of people just, they always saw me in a shirt and I could kind of hide that 50 pounds really well with a shirt on taking the shirt off, seeing that bit of excess fat, bit 50 pounds of excess fat. Uh, it was, it was a kick in the butt for me and then put my goal out there. That public accountability was tremendous. And every single week I do a, a progress update showing even though, even there's just subtle little changes with the images, um, but I'd share that I dropped weight and wasn't a completely smooth ride, but at least I had that deadline. Um, and probably the biggest thing for me, the biggest motivator for me was, uh, not only did I have my that birthday deadline and making it public, the accountability, I hired a professional photographer and, and booked a photo shoot. <laughs> and I told everyone else I booked the photo shoots. They expected to see some, some great kick, butt um, professional photos. And it, it was just overall, it was an incredibly rewarding experience. And then having those photos um, just as a work of art to kind of capture the success was um, it was tremendous for me. It was, it was incredibly rewarding experience.
it sounds and it sounds like there was quite a um, few massive learnings in there. One of them you would have been well used to anyway, being a PT. Accountability that is absolutely huge, isn't it? Oh, that was that was everything, especially yeah, putting myself out there like that, um, and knowing I'm a coach and setting an example for my clients as well. I have the power of accountability. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a week where I didn't want to make pro- some sort of progress or at least learn a lesson that's going to help me move forward in some way, shape, or form. If I, if I didn't see the scale progress that I wanted to see, at least I, I, I gained some form of progress that's going to propel me forward. So, yeah, accountability, I think it's, it's really the, the secret sauce in, in our success here. Like having, having a good support system in place is key. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So in terms of nutrition, what is your, you know, with all these different diets out there, the vegans very, very popular now and plant-based, which is just another word for vegan, a nicer word that doesn't uh, have the stigma attached to it, or like paleo or all these different diets. What's your take for you and your clients? I tend to just keep things as simple as possible, work within our own natural eating tendencies and build upon it. Uh, For me personally, like how I, how I eat when I'm trying to get really lean or maintain my weight or build muscle is going to be exactly the same. I'm going to be eating all the same, same foods. It's just going to be the portion sizes that change. And I like to follow more of a, like a flexible dieting type approach where, um, I have caloric targets that I like to hit and, and I recommend my clients hit macros as long as they're, they're consuming um, like an adequate amount of each macronutrient, they're getting enough protein, they're getting enough carbs, they're getting enough fat um, to support their lifestyle. Um, I, I'm not overly obsessed with these exact numbers, exact ratios. It's mainly the caloric target that I pay attention to. Um, nutrient quality, there's always ways that we can improve on eating the foods we eat and trying to eat as much whole natural foods as possible. But like I said, with the flexible approach, you work in all of your favorite treats, all the favorite foods that you enjoy. And a lot of people, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you see how much I enjoy my, I guess you could call them cheat meals, treat meals, cheat days. Uh, I like going out and eating a lot of my favorite foods, whether it's ice cream or cookies or pizza, but I still, I do so responsibly. Uh, I don't like to pig out. I don't uh, encourage, I don't encourage like the old school kind of cheat day where it's one day where it's just all or none, just, just eat whatever you want and go crazy. And then you end up feeling gross, disgusting, uh, sluggish. Uh, For me, when I would follow that approach, I'd I'd go to bed feeling like I'd have acid reflux. My sleep would be interrupted because I just couldn't get comfortable. My stomach was so uncomfortable. Um, I, it threw my digestive system off. So um, I prefer to be more responsible with my cheat days and still keep things within reason. Um, and I find when my clients take on this approach, they find a lot more satisfaction from those foods um, because they're just, they're savoring every single bite and they're eating to that point of just feeling satisfied. They realize that you don't gain any much more pleasure from going beyond that point of satisfaction. Like overindulging doesn't give you any more pleasure. If anything, it brings upon more pain on you because you feel so uncomfortable and after that and just awful. So it's, it's a flexible approach that my clients realize they, they can enjoy. If they want to have a treat today, they can have a treat today. So they never feel deprived, even though you're in 
a caloric deficit, which is still, there's some sacrifice going on. There is some deprivation, but no foods are ever off limits, which is, is very, it's rewarding to them. So they just kind of take the, the foods that they're already eating and fit it to their caloric target. And I keep an eye on that. And if, um, if I see that any macros are lacking or anything that can be improved, we bump that up a little bit. Excellent. That sounds very sensible, which is unlike lots of other trainers and experts out there, isn't it? So that's quite refreshing, that mate. Yeah, it is. It's and there's nothing. Like, I never have any negative feelings towards any of the diets that are out there because they do work for some people. That's I can't argue in, with that when some someone gravitates towards a certain diet plan out there. It works for them. It suits their lifestyle. That's, that's the key to any diet is making it fit your lifestyle rather than trying to force your lifestyle to fit the diet. Um, so if you find it, if there's a diet that I may not personally agree with, I'm not a huge fan of keto. Um, but some people are experiencing success with that and they, they thrive from it. They really it genuinely suits their preferences. So I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that if it works for them, but for the general population, I think just thinking that your solution is in some sort of trendy diet isn't the case. It's just a matter of looking at what you're currently eating right now and what are the subtle little ways that you can improve upon your nutrition. Uh, that's going to make it so much easier to stick with. It's going to be less of a disruption to your overall lifestyle. Um, and that's, that's key. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So it's clear that you're very, very passionate about what you do, Scott. Who are your, who are your um, influences and mentors and inspirations throughout time? Yeah, I'd say from uh, definitely passionate. <laughs> I definitely eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff and love it. Uh, those early years when I was training in my parents' basement, there, I just I always looked up to Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jean Claude Van Damme. Those were those were my idols back in the day. I had their posters on their wall, so. Um, especially Jean-Claude Van Damme, his physique was more attainable to me. Uh, I think Sylvester Stallone in the, the 80s, the Rockies, Rocky IV movie, his physique looked really good. So that Arnold was too big. He was there for, I just, I loved Arnold. But uh, those other two were, were more of an inspiration for the physique that I was trying to attain. Uh, later in life, I'd say, well, later in life, as a, in my late teens, early 20s, I was reading a lot of Muscle Media 2000 uh, Bill Phillips, Sean Phillips. Sean Phillips was a huge role model for, for me. I loved his physique. I loved the artistic approach he took to training and the, the type of posing that he did. Just It, it was masterful. And, and I think that really kind of took uh, like my tagline that I use in a lot of my, my emails or send-offs on, on Facebook is sculpt a masterpiece. And I kind of really kind of took that artistic approach from, from Sean in those earlier years. And then as a recent, I'd say probably like the past 10, 15 years, my, my biggest role model has probably been Tom Venuto, uh, author, burn the fat, feed the muscle. He, um, not only in terms of, of fitness, like I just, I love his, his approaches. It's very science-based, but it's also in the trenches. He's a bro like me. So we're always, as much as we appreciate the science of, building a great physique where a lot of it's just it's some of the bro science where we just love sharing our ideas there's no evidence supported but we just freaking love it so i love that aspect of it but also um, from a business ethics perspective I, I i model a lot of myself and my business after after him and and his integrity and um and and he's actually the the one person who inspired me to compete 
Uh, it's been a while since I competed, but I never ever dreamed that I'd step on stage and compete in bodybuilding. He kept pushing me and pushing me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to stand on stage in teeny tiny posing trunks. It's just not my thing. Um, <laughs> but he just kept, kept pushing me, especially after I did that photo shoot there. It's like, you could take that to the next level and get on stage. And again, the artistic approach of it, like looking at it, not as something vain, but as an art form. Um, and, and so that, I'd say Tom has had a huge influence on me in, in the most recent years. Excellent. Good stuff. So uh, in terms of your bodybuilding competitions, have you, have you, you mentioned you haven't done it for a while. What did you do a lot of it back in the day? I, I just did it. I competed in 2012. I did a few shows then, and that was enough for me, uh, especially at this stage in the game. I think if you're going to continue to compete, um, you, you expect to see some sort of improvement year after year. Um, and it just, at this stage in the game, at, at, in my mid forties here, improvements, gains in muscle size, it's slow and steady. So if I was to step on stage even three years apart, you're not going to see that much of a dramatic difference. Uh, and it's a lot to put your body through. Getting on stage for a competition takes it to that next extra level. Like I love being lean. I love being beach body lean, uh, confident and proud, but taking it to that, that next level, it, it really approaches that unhealthy aspect of this lifestyle. It's just meant to be a temporary peak. Um, some people don't realize that they get to that point, they compete and they think, well, this is, this is what being lean and shredded is all about. It's, it's just, it's meant to be temporary. It can mess up with your, your hormones. It's, it's just not good to be that lean for any extended period of time. And I just, I love where I'm at right now. I love this beach body. I did it. It was, it was a thrill of a lifetime. Like I really, really enjoyed my experiences competing. Um, I took a good smart approach where it didn't, I didn't feel depleted, uh, drained. And I saw a lot of other competitors behind stage backstage there that they just looked like death, uh, but they took very aggressive approaches. Like they were eating nothing but tilapia and broccoli and they were dehydrated. There's a lot of nonsense out there advice for getting prepared for, for competitions, but I took a nice slow steady approach and it wasn't that much of a drastic change for my overall lifestyle, but still being that lean, like, honestly, it doesn't even look that good. Like it's, it's fine on stage when you're striking your poses off stage, like just walking around, you don't look good. You, your face looks like a skeleton. It just, it's not an attractive physique, which is, uh, it's interesting that that bodybuilding competition is kind of the epitome of where we're at, but I, I find a beach body to be much more attractive, much more healthy, and definitely it's sustainable. So uh, that's my preference. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I had heard over the years that some bodybuilders take it to the nth degree and make it very, very unhealthy for themselves. You mentioned sure. something a few minutes ago. I think you said bro science. What, what is that? <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Bro science is, is kind of, it's like uh, me going up to a buddy in the gym and saying, yo, bro, like uh, you should try this out. It's, it really worked for me. And it's like, I got no evidence to show that a certain <laughs> workout plan or a certain exercise is that much more effective than anything else, but it starts getting passed around. And you'd really see that in the, in the bodybuilding, the competitive bodybuilding culture. It's a big reason why you see all these guys eating tilapia, and and broccoli and they would used to think that you'd hear some 
guys saying, oh, eating tilapia will thin your skin or something. Like it's just, there's no evidence for that. It's just, it's bro science. It's just bros sharing their, their evidence. They're in the trenches evidence. The thing is a lot of it is fantastic. Like a lot of what we have learned hasn't been studied, but we know it's effective um, just from our own. Like when you have a lot of coaching clients, a lot of your fellow bodybuilders who are doing the same thing and, and, and experiencing some good results from it uh, and all reporting how great they feel. Uh, there's, you've got to take that as evidence as well. It's, but uh, yeah, it's not like, it's not like a research study where you're in a lab or anything like that, like the real science, the real evidence. I thought that's probably what it was, but as I'd never heard it before, I thought I must ask you. <laughs> so in terms of um, a positive mindset, I mean, we've all heard for decades now how important positive mindset is. How important is that for good health? found to be the negative implications of um, the opposite to a positive mindset? Uh, I think it's, I think it's almost everything really. Um, easy for me to say I'm a very natural, happy-go-lucky, positive, optimistic guy for the most part. Uh, but I think positivity, it really changes your outlook on everything, including like if you're trying to transform your body, you're trying to drop a significant amount of weight, you're going to be facing challenges and obstacles along the way. If you have a positive mindset, you view those obstacles as opportunities, as an opportunity to learn and grow and better yourself, realizing that that challenge is going to make you better. You're, that's that's how you improve. Is is you're, if, if we face no challenge, if it was effortless and our, this is the plan where you're going to get there, straight line, A, a to Z, um, I, don't know, I don't think we'd be learning very much throughout the way, but uh, we really learn and grow from those, those challenging obstacles and, and uh, setbacks that we experience along the way. Whereas if you have a negative mindset, it's very easy to, to throw in the towel <laughs> under those circumstances. And it's a, here we go again. It's every time I, for me, it was it's kind of like, when I had the three good days, fall off the wagon and, and binge that next day, I said, here I go again. I'm never going to do this. And uh, it just keeps happening over and over again. And I find that people who have a negative mindset tend to, they're the ones that try to jump from one trendy fad diet to the next one because they, they just think, all right, that one's not going to work. This diet doesn't work. I'm going to try this diet. And then that one doesn't work. And then the next thing you know, like, well, nothing works. I just, there's something wrong with me. There's a, I've, I've got slow metabolism or I've got, they just kind of come up with a bunch of different excuses of why they can't uh, lose their weight. Whereas I think a positive mindset, again, like I said, you, you see those challenges like, all right, how can I, this sucks. <laughs> this challenge sucks. I faced a setback. What can I do to prevent that from happening again and, or become better the next time I face this obstacle in the future. So it's more solution based and you just tend to get a lot more joy from the overall process. You start to, you start to look for more mini victories to celebrate along the way. You realize that you don't have to wait 12 weeks to hit your transformation goal to be happy. You can be happy each and every day. You can find victories that, all right, there's, you face a temptation, you overcame that, boom, you celebrate. You, you got a great night's sleep, you celebrate. You hit your water intake today, you celebrate. There's just so many different ways that we can celebrate throughout the day. And I think the more you celebrate, 
the process, um, the more joy you're going to get from the experience overall and the more positive experience you're going to get overall. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in celebrating successes, no matter how small they are, because they accumulate, don't they? And then they just become so much, so, something so much bigger. A hundred percent. That's it. That's exactly it. Uh, and you realize it's all, all those many victories and, and the journey is way more rewarding than, than just that end goal itself, the destination. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So let's say you were, I think you're such a mid forties now. Yeah. Yep. Let's say we went back now to when you were 15. What would you do differently now? If you could live your life or part of your life again with your 40 something year old head on your shoulders rather than the 15 year old. That's a, that's a great question. I think my, I think my knee jerk reaction response is to that. I mean, I wouldn't change anything because all those mistakes I made along the way, like I said, those, those challenges, it's, I wouldn't be who I am today had I not gone through all those challenging, challenging experiences, all those setbacks. Had I been lean all my life and not gain that 50 pounds of fat, I wouldn't be able to relate to my clients the way I do right now. Um, So it's, I, I really wouldn't change anything, but yeah, if I, if I could go back in time, there's a, there's a few, actually one of my recent YouTube videos, I, I, uh, I kind of shared this, what would I advice I'd give to my younger self? And uh, yeah, one of those things, definitely checking my ego at the door. Uh, Cause there's only been a couple of times I've injured myself throughout these 30 years of lifting here. And um, it's all because I've been lifting with my ego, no warm up and there or anything like that. Just go in, your friends are lifting heavyweights, get right into the, the first set and I hurt my back doing that one time and then put too much weight in the bar hurt for a bench press and hurt my shoulder there. Um, but I think just training a lot smarter for myself, a lot of it has to do with how I'd approach my training in the gym. I was, I was all about body part split routines back in the day. Of course, a, a lot of those early years, a lot of my advice was coming from uh, the fitness magazines, the bodybuilding magazines, and everyone in there was doing body part split routines. So I continued for that for years and years. Uh, and it's just really been the past 10 years that I have um, really opened my mind to the different splits, the different ways to challenge your body and challenge your muscles. And in the past four years, almost five years now, in my 40s, I've really kind of broken free from a lot of the traditional training splits. Like we got the body part split routines, full body split routines, push, pull legs, upper, lower splits, full body splits. There's, there's a bunch of different approaches you could take to work. And I just kind of in the past four years working with my over 40 year old body, really focusing on managing muscle damage and recovery. Recovery is huge, huge for us over 40 men. Um, it just kind of come out with my own little split routines that allow me to challenge my body in fun ways uh, they're going to allow it to improve, but also structure it in a way that's going to allow me to recover really well uh, as well. So I tell, I tell my younger self to have more of an open mind to not be so rigid with your training approaches, um, to have a lot stronger mind muscle connection, to not be afraid to go lighter with the weight and, and just really feel the movements and get playful with the movements. I think those are kind of the things that I learned later in life that um, have improved my physique more now than, than ever before. So I think those are kind of, the, kind of the key things I tell myself. And of course, tell myself, 
don't gain 50 pounds. <laughs> put, put that food down. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it's, it was all, it's all for the better. It's, it's made me who I am today. Cool. I like that. I like something you said, get playful with the movement. It's a nice, nice little phrase there. Thanks. Yeah. It, it, it gets you creative in the gym and it, it keeps the, the experience fun. And I may not like at 45 years old, I'll be 45 next month. Uh, like I'm not expecting to put much weight on the bar. I'm not going to get much stronger. Uh, but you can always improve the quality of form, your technique. Uh, you can feel that stronger mind muscle connection with the exercise. And it comes from just subtle little things, not being able to, not being afraid to change your grip a little bit, create some different intentions, whether you're doing a like a bench press and squeezing your hands inwards a little bit to create a greater contraction there, a wide grip pull down where you're, you're holding that bar, but you're pulling outwards a little bit at the same time and seeing how that feels a little bit different uh, with your back muscles. If you're doing a leg press and squeezing your heels in together, feeling hamstrings engage more, just, it gets fun. You start, you're like one subtle little adjustment and, and like a light bulb goes off in your head. You feel a contraction better than ever before. So I think that really keeps training a lot more fun especially in our later years because you don't you don't have to put that extra stress on your joints or anything you can again get playful with the movements and challenge your bodies in different ways with intentions uh with how you're lifting the weight cool so you've you've alluded to it a little bit or i did in your introduction who your ideal client is what does your ideal client look like i'd say my ideal client is probably where i was like eight to ten years ago um, just finally at that breaking point where like they're at that, at that crossroads where they're, they're finally ready to get their shit together, um, to take charge of their life again. Uh, they've kind of put their health and, and life on, on the back burner for a little while to gain some weight, depending over tying their shoes, feeling uncomfortable, uh, sucking wind. there, looking at themselves in the mirror, feeling comfortable in their own skin. Their confidence is a bit lower, uh, and, and they're ready to, to finally live their look their best, feel their best while living life to the fullest. Cause this is the prime of our life. Like we, we should be living our lives to the fullest. It should be, we should be feeling great. We should be living our life to the fullest, feeling, feeling strong, feeling vibrant, like uh, just really getting the most out of life. And I think that uh, taking charge of your health and, uh, and, uh, and again, the, the joy in the gym, I think my ideal client is like, someone who enjoys bodybuilding type of, of workouts, but uh, wants to have fun, wants to keep their joints healthy and enjoys like still kind of that hardcore old school kind of approach to, to lifting weight. Cool. Nice one. So your jacked over 40 program, tell us a little bit about that mate. Uh, yeah, I've got some different options there. Uh, the jacked after 40 shred system. That's a, that's a 12 week fat loss plan. That's a, that's the last time it's been about three and a half years. So I was about 41 when I, I went through that 12 week transformation. Like after I lost the 50 pounds, I had a lot of, like followed a lot of the traditional advice of bulking and cutting, gain 20 pounds, shed the fat, gain more 20 pounds, shed the fat and all in the sake of, of building muscle. But uh, three and a half years ago, I dropped 20 pounds for the last time and uh, I got lean, stayed lean. I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give any man over 40 out there is to once you get lean don't get caught in that trap of 
gaining and losing, gaining and losing. Uh, so that, that jacked after 40 shred system is that 12 week plan that I went through to drop 20 pounds. My workout partner who was 57, uh, at the time, uh, he lost 30 pounds during that 12 week challenge. And again, we really thrived on the accountability component there. We went down in the gym, uh, cardio room and recorded our physique progress on video each and every week. So we saw, we documented our 12 week transformation. So it's, it's the workouts that I did uh, for that three month period and a 12 week journal of every single thing that went into my mouth. So that's uh, that's kind of one of the lower price point plans that I have. It's just a blueprint where there's not a lot of guidance from me. You're just following the exact same plan that I used the jacked after 40 club. Uh, that's something that is, is fresh every month. The, the members in that group, are following the exact same workout that I follow each and every month. So every month I change up my own personal workout plan. Uh, so they're following the same workout plan that I am. That's, that's basically how I've built my business over the years is just sharing what I'm doing. And so each month like they are in the Jack at the 40 club, they're getting the, the latest and greatest that, that I'm following along with. They get support from me. They see the meals that I eat each and every day. They can ask me questions uh, and it's a shared experience. We're all following the exact same program. So it's, it's kind of fun to be sharing that journey together and seeing how each of us are responding to that same plan and subtle little adjustments we make to that plan to kind of suit our own personal needs. And then I have the one-on-one coaching clients as well, which is completely personalized and a lot more accountability and a lot more of me looking at their, their personal food journals and, and giving them daily motivation and, and personalizing the, personalizing the plan based on their unique situations. Sounds really good there. And um, is most of it online for you now, or is it still do some one-to-one uh, face-to-face work? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's basically all online. Like I said, I, uh, I think I train a client here and there at the odd time. Uh, I've got one client that I'll train maybe once a week at the most around here. Uh, and then just the odd time, if someone approaches me, uh, it needs like a quick little setup, a uh, little workout plan locally. I'll go train them. I still like that one-on-one kind of engagement in-person engagement. Uh, so I'll do it every once in a while for that. But uh, this, the online stuff between the one-on-one coaching clients, the group coaching clients uh, and the Jack after 40 club, like that, that occupies a lot of my time. I dedicate a lot of my focus and attention to them. So I don't have as much to, to dedicate towards in-person training. It just uh, takes up a little bit too much of my time. Cool. I can understand that. So thanks uh, for taking out some time out of your busy schedule to be with us on the THT podcast, Scott. It's very much appreciated, mate. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, kind of great to reflect back on my journey here and share some of my experiences. And I, I hope the listeners have, have gathered some valuable insights from it. Oh, no doubt, mate. No doubt. So where's the best place people can get in touch with you online if they want to uh, find out more and reach out to you? I'd say go visit jackedafter40.com. You can find my YouTube channel on there, Facebook. Uh, all my contact information is basically on there. It's, uh, when it comes to YouTube, I'm uploading a, a video three times a week on there. So constantly dishing out some, some valuable content and again, sharing my journey on there. Excellent. Thanks again, Scott. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Speak soon, mate. All right. Take care. You've been listening to the THT podcast with myself, Dr. Danny Scarhill. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or any one of the other outlets where we stream. Like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash Total Health Transformation. 
You can also find more information about myself on my website, dannyscarhill.com, where you'll find lots of fantastic information and some free products for you as well. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. All the best. You've been listening to Dr. Danny Scarhill on the Total Health Transformation Podcast, helping you to eat, move and think on purpose. See you on our next episode.